Well, good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, July the 7th, and my title today is How to Handle the Testing of Your Faith. And that goes along with boot camp, day number 18. I can remember when I was a new Christian, almost 50 years ago, hearing someone say that I should not pray for patience because then I'll just get tested with all kinds of trials. The inference was trials are bad and we should be seeking everything that would make the Christian life easier. I mean, after all, it's supposed to be an abundant life, right? Well, I'll tell you what, I do not recall Jesus when he was recruiting his disciples saying to them, Hey, if any of you want to follow me, uh, life will be easier for you, and we will have sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. No, instead, he told them that he had nowhere to lay his head. And that in this world, we should expect trouble and even persecution. Then they watched him being crucified, and that should have sent a clear message that living as a Christ follower could result in persecution and perhaps even death, which is exactly what they encountered. They were called to deny themselves and follow him, which they did, and suffered for spreading the good news in a bad news world. Well, one of those apostles, James, was actually beheaded by King Agrippa in Acts chapter 12, and we had already learned in Acts 6 that Stephen was stoned to death. So whether it was this James that was beheaded or a different James, who wrote the letter of James, we're not really sure. However, the opening words of this letter are extremely important if we're going to grow in our recovery from sexual brokenness. However, in the churches here in America, we have lost sight of living our lives for Christ, and we prefer Jesus and the church to just be kept on Sunday morning and I'll go there and throw a little money in the plate. Uh, but please don't intrude in our quest for personal promotions and success. The prosperity gospel, my friends, is no gospel at all. But it's a trap. Christians fall into wanting God to be their genie who will give them everything they want. But you and I know differently, don't we? We've learned that we can become addicted to pornography, and it brings decay into our prosperity. Our addiction may have cost us our marriage or friendships or our job, either from being discovered or from the walls that we have built around our hearts so that no one will be able to see the wretched person we hide behind our smiley face mask. So with that in mind, let's consider the passage for meditation today, James 1, 2 through 8. By the way, if you're not getting, if you don't have the 180 boot camp, just email me and I'll send it to you for free. But here's James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. Consider it pure joy, 
my brothers and sisters. Whenever you win the lottery, no, no, it's whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James is telling us how to actually live the Christian life that often is filled with the testing of our faith. And you may not know this, but the Greek word for testing here in this passage is the exact same word he uses later in chapter 1, verse 13, and there it's translated temptation instead of trial. So this word can be used to describe trials or temptations. Testing and trials are part of life that we experience every day as Christians. Life itself is hard and filled with many challenges. These trials which test our faith come from God, and going through them increases our perseverance or our patience. We become steadfast and can endure difficulty. Trials which every person experiences will make you stronger and at the same time show us our weaknesses and our need for help from God and from other believers. However, notice what results in learning to endure trials that are brought into your life. Perseverance gives us strength, endurance, and patience. And then as we persevere, something wonderful happens. We read a little bit later, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Man, that sounds good to me. I'd like to be mature. I'd like to be complete. I would like to not be lacking anything. Okay, then I need to rejoice in the trials that have come into my life. Now, James is not asking us to rejoice and have a party when your life is painful and difficult. This isn't some sappy praise the Lord kind of thing. He does tell us that we should look at the multifaceted trials we face as the opportunity to grow in our strength and endurance, which is part of the process of becoming a more mature and complete follower of Christ. And so, with that great end result in mind, then we can actually consider the trial as something over which we can rejoice. Then James tells us what we need to do when we're being tested, and this is going to take some faith on your part. He says, quote, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives you generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But, and this is important, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. 
So God promises to give us wisdom to get through the trials. And in the trials we go through, we need to ask God for that wisdom. By faith, I rejoice in my testing, but I need to ask God for wisdom to go through it instead of trying to escape it because of fear. Listen, temptations are things we are to escape, but trials are things we rejoice over and ask God for wisdom. The pains and trials that you are experiencing because of your sexual brokenness, I know, I know they can be extremely painful. I know that. However, as the dust was settling in my own train wreck, I looked over the damage that my sin caused to my wife and family, and I was filled with self-hatred and self-loathing. Those were very dark days when nobody wanted anything to do with me. I was a leper. I was the evil one, causing others deep pain. However, as I was at the bottom of that dark and lonely pit, I actually remembered this passage, which I had memorized years before. And even though I did not know what my future would be, I knew that the Lord was with me in my brokenness. And I started to thank him. Not for the pain and the damage that I had done, but that he could use it to make me stronger, more mature, and lacking in nothing. Now listen, I certainly didn't feel that. It took a while. However, by faith, I began to thank God that going through this trial was going to make me stronger. And my strength would result from thanking God by faith and receiving from him the wisdom of what to do each day and sometimes each hour. That is the choice that you and I have in our recovery. You can either rejoice that God is still with you and can use this to make you a stronger and better believer and follower of Christ, or you can blame God and others about why this has happened and live in your own pity party for the rest of your life. I really wouldn't recommend that. So begin today thanking God Not that you fell into sexual sin, no, thanking God that he can take that and use it in your life and then ask him for the wisdom of what you need to do to live one day at a time and even one hour at a time. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a great day in the Lord. Walked filled with the Spirit, with the full armor of God on, and find a community where you can receive help. God bless you. Take care. And goodbye.